Welcome to the Musk Moms Podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We are your hosts, Jennifer. Hello. Juliana. Hi. And Lori, that's me. Jen is back from her special preview of the highly anticipated new attraction at Epcot, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. So we have to do a ride review, tell you all what to expect, and give you our take on how the new ride sticks up to all the other thrill rides at Walt Disney World. First, of course, we have to do the Mouska cocktail. So the Mouska cocktail just announced over this weekend, Whispering Canyon Cafe, a favorite of my partners, Jennifer and Lori, that's sarcasm, is now serving up a mimosa flight. So their mimosa flight is not unlike other mimosa flights we've seen at Walt Disney World. It is a pomegranate mimosa, a blood orange mimosa, a pog mimosa, which we know to be pineapple, orange, and guava juices, right? Yes. And an orange, a standard orange mimosa. Um, so you, they have a barbecue brunch, apparently, and you can get, because don't mimosas just scream barbecue? <laughs> Doesn't barbecue scream brunch? I know. Barbecue brunch is kind of interesting. But I, you guys know that I happen to really, ironically, like Whispering Canyon. So um, I'll do I was so excited when I saw the mimosa flight because we were talking about this. This actually came from a food booth. Yeah, so they had right? a mimosa flight and it was pomegranate, blood orange, and pog. They didn't have the regular orange, but it was those first three. They um, had the lime one too. Didn't they, they had a lime, 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 lime in, that, yeah. in, that, in that flight. You're right. So I was super excited. And then I saw it was at Whispering Canyon Cafe, which I will never go to. So everybody yes. else enjoy. It's not good, only will guys. we not only will we never go to it, but I'm sorry, I can think of nothing that I would rather do less than have brunch, a barbecue brunch. I I think I agree with you on the barbecue brunch front. Like, no, um, like barbecue sauce and eggs just doesn't sound right to me. But I am going yeah. to make you come to Whispering Canyon with me sometime and eat there because it's just it so, is good. It's just so funny how much you like it, considering the fact that I feel like one of the first times I met you, you're like, look, I'm really foodie particular. I'm a about food. I would rather <laughs> Bit out something that doesn't then, taste good, then, then eat the calories. Then eat it. And it's yet true. here you are. I know. I don't get it. I, I know. And it's not that I love it. It's not that I love Whispering Canyon. It's just that I don't hate it as much as you guys do. And I think it's a no, fun I'm atmosphere. Sorry. She's backtracking. She backtracking. said the words, I love, love Whispering Canyon. I do. Canyon. I mean, I she love it say. not so much for the food, but the food is not bad. The food is good, but I love the atmosphere. It's fun. My kids, you know, my kids just loved it. We went there on a whim because we were staying at Wilderness Lodge. They squeezed us in and it was like, my kids still talk about it. Like nine years later. So was it the food or the atmosphere or was it just something happened with your family? It was the atmosphere, right? The kids ride around on those little horsey, wooden horsies and, and then, you know, the ketchup thing and all that. They just loved it. They thought it was super fun. And they just keep bringing you food and more food and more food and more yeah, food. That doesn't make sense. 
But I am going to argue about the barbecued brunch because they, you can do an awesome eggs Benedict with like barbecued meat instead of ham. And it's delicious. Now see, I can list on, on two hands places I'd rather go for brunch than whispering can. <laughs> Whatever. But, brunch. but maybe now that they have a mimosa, I can drag you guys there. And either way, for me. either way. This was this is a mouska cocktail we're supposed to be talking about. The cocktail a, sounds great. If not I can a whispering just canyon go review and order the cocktail. Well, let's do that. And then can I'll order food the and you can all cocktail at like through. Ohana. That would be good. Well, that'd be fun. Right? Can we just move? This I cocktail know how I mean over. our listeners know how much we like flights because then you get to try sample or. different things. So I love I love that they're doing a mimosa flight. I just wish it was at a different venue. Oh but alas. It would fit there oh, great. Alas, Whatever. it is not. Speaking of cocktails, now's a great time for us to remind you of our Mouska secret on how Mouska moms keep our cocktails spill-free to enjoy on our resort balcony, fireworks cruise, or lounging by the pool. Our friends over at Morganfly can make these awesome spill-proof tumblers that keep your beverages cold and contained. We purchased some amazing personalized ones for ourselves and our travel agents at Kingdom and Cruise for Morganfly. We can never recommend something we don't personally use and love, so we can't wait to tell you about this product and the company. Morganfly is a family-owned business supplying quality custom branded merchandise throughout the country. Whether you are like us looking for tumblers with the logo or just a personal message, wedding gifts, corporate gifts, or awards and trophies, Morganfly has thousands of options available to support your engraving needs. They can also handle all of your screen printing needs. If you are planning a trip and need those matching t-shirts for your group, Morganfly will accommodate smaller orders without a huge fee. Clearly, this is the next product we'll need to treat our next agency trip agents to. You can visit them at www.morganfly.com and drop a question on their contact page. They will get back to you with options and pricing so that you can get the perfect gifts with the quality you expect and a price that you want. Uh, so on to, uh, on to the main event. So I just got back from Walt Disney World where I was able to preview Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. I'm just going to say spoiler alert. I can't talk about it without giving some of the things away. I'm going to keep the main stuff quiet. I'm just going to leave. You're just going to leave. Okay. Gonna, I don't. I, I trust you, Jen. I trust that Jen is going to not give away anything big or um, um, whatever. But I can understand people not wanting to know anything. I like to know what to keep my eyes open for. Well, I'll I mean, tell, I'll tell you just enough. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get to ride Rise of the Resistance until like months and months after everybody. So by then, I'd heard years a lot, but it years. didn't. It right, but it didn't. It didn't ruin it. it didn't for me spoil at all. it for you. Well, hopefully I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, but um, a couple of details about the ride. I really didn't do, like you said, I didn't look at any of the videos that were out there or really read anything about it before I went. Um, I did, however, get a ton of Facebook messages and text messages from annual pass holders who were able to preview the ride saying, you better watch it. You're going to throw up. So I have to tell you, I was pretty terrified. Um, I was able to ride it twice. I was able to ride it with my pass holder yeah. preview. And then the next day I went back for this special event from Disney. And I'm going to say I was really glad that I was able to go back 
because I was so scared the first time I watched it or I, I wrote it because of everybody's warnings that I remember nothing. So, <laughs> um, but because I didn't do much research ahead of time, the first thing I noticed when I got to the ride was that I saw that the height requirement is only 42 inches, which is not that tall. You say 42 and now I'm like, shoot, it's 42. Yeah. Um, because 40s, so for reference, 38 is usually three-year-olds. 40 is right around the four-year-old status. And 42 is going to bring it up to about five-year-olds, depending on your kiddo. Um, but yeah, that definitely means Logan's not tall enough. Yeah, so for me, 42 inches just seemed like really not very tall at all because I just, I don't know. Because your kids are taller. Because my kids, I guess, because my kids are taller. Well, also because you had heard so much about how it's it's so nauseating and blah 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 that you sort of expect it to be for bigger people. I expected it to be rolls. more along the lines of rock and roller coaster like and all that, ride. like yeah. a 46, 48. Um, especially after riding it, I was a little surprised. I feel like 42 is still kind of short. But so now I have to know. So the, does the harness go down over like rock and roller coaster, or is it a lap bar? It's a lap bar. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so from that, you can assume it does not go upside down. Correct. It does. Okay. It does not go upside down. No. Well, they, yeah. Yeah. So there are several different parts to this ride. Disney has, I think, I feel like in the last couple of years and, and ride, new rides, Disney has moved away from just like a regular roller coaster and to like more of a story coaster kind of thing so that's exactly what this was the story is a huge part of the ride experience and it starts right in the queue like most of these new attractions as well so um, definitely keep your eyes open there are a bunch of really cool easter eggs along the queue which is always fun i noticed things the second time that i didn't notice the first time so that's really fun as well so that's all i'm going to say about that but keep your eyes open um, this also, you'll see appearances in every part of this ride from all the actors from the original Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. It's really cool. The story behind the ride, which is not going to spoil it for you at all. I feel like this is this is everywhere. Um, so Peter Quill, also known as Star-Lord, is bringing the Terrans, or that's who the people from Earth are called, um, to a unique visit to Xandar. And what he does is he decides to choose people to come to the planet of Xandar from Epcot because he remembers visiting Epcot as a child. So if you remember from the movies, he's a kid here in like the 70s and 80s. So think about Epcot when Epcot first opened in the 80s. And um, that's the last time Peter Quill was here. <laughs> And so a lot has changed, obviously. And it, I mean, the so cool they play thing, on that in the ride. That's really cool. Hundred percent. So very cool. Pay attention to the queue because there there's a lot of humor in it, which there should be. Like this movie is full of. It's such a funny movie. It's like, so yeah. funny. Yeah. And he's, he's snarky and the sarcasm. And, and the movies, like, there's a lot of that, like, if you blink, you'll miss it kind of humor. Like, there's really subtle references in this movie for people yes. our age, right? Like, I think this was built for people our age. We're finally in that bracket. <laughs> I, yeah. Because I don't know. Is that a good thing? 
of old people. I know. I recently moved up. When you fill out surveys, I'm now in like the second highest one. The next one's going to be over 65, you guys. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, because some of these Easter eggs, I don't know how much the kids know these days would would get the insight, like the humor from it. But But it sounds like the beauty of this ride and so much of what Disney does is that you'll they'll still love it, even not getting the things that the grownups are getting. Yeah, there's definitely something for everybody. Um, And the cool thing about this ride. So so we'll talk about when it opens uh, this later on this week, but um, there are two pre-shows to this ride. So this was just the queue that I'm talking about where they, there are these Easter eggs. I mean, you haven't even, yeah, you haven't even gotten to the pre-show yet. So you're seeing all these Easter eggs in the queue. And then there are two pre-shows. And my understanding is no matter how you're riding this ride, whether you're going on the standby queue, which is not going to exist quite yet, or you're going on it through the lightning lane, through your individual attraction purchase, or through the vir- virtual queue, everybody's going to see these pre-shows. Good. Which is really important yeah. because I feel like a lot of these rides now, like I said, they're, story- they're telling a story. All right. So the first pre-show is basically the setup for your story. You'll see appearances from all the original cast members from the movie. And they're bringing to this pre-show totally their personalities from the movie. So you have- That's really cool that they got the actors to stay at Epcot all day. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so, so, you know, I am Groot and you'll see Drax with his, like, he doesn't understand social cues and, you know- and then, of course, Star-Lord, who thinks he's awesome. It's just such a cute little storyline. So they're setting up the storyline. And then you move on to the next room. And that's the real pre-show. And the only thing I'm going to say about that part is there are really cool um, tech surprises. So don't oh, blink. Just don't okay, blink. don't blink. Don't can blink. I ask? Can I ask a question about the pre-show and the cues? So, you know how like sometimes when you merge pre-pre-show and then there's a little bit more of a queue, but now the lightning lane has merged, do they separate again or, or are you merged early on? So now this lightning lane maybe will take longer than others. I'm not sure because we were, we were all together from the beginning. Like there were no two separate lines because we were all going in for a preview, but I'm pretty sure once you go into the pre-show, you're done, you're all merged. It doesn't matter how you got there. You're all together. So maybe it's more like Mickey and Minnie where the Mickey and Minnie railway, the fast pass comes in and they're coming in right as you're going into the pre-show. I think that's what it is. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. Um, so nobody will miss that pre-show no matter how you get into either one of those Mm pre-shows. Um, but the, the, the second pre-show, the, the post show, I don't know what it's called, but that one is really amazing. There are some cool technology things, which is it after the ride? No, sorry. So it's not a post show. The pre pre show. You have the pre pre show and then you have the pre show. The the pre show is where the cool tech effects come in, which always makes me a little bit nervous because we we know how often like rise goes down. Yeah. Uh, So, 
<laughs> but we'll I haven't see. been hearing about it going down in the, in the I've heard a weeks. couple times during Have these you? preview weeks that yeah. it's the ride has gone down. So I don't know if it's that part or if it's actually the ride mechanism because the whole thing is like nothing I've ever been on before. I can't um wait. Which leads me to the ride experience. So after you leave, you go from one room where the pre-show is to another room where the second pre-show is, and then you go and get on the queue to get into your ride vehicles. And we've heard a lot about these ride vehicles in the last couple of years because they are very, very unique. So this is definitely a roller coaster, but you know, on a roller coaster, you're on a track mm -hmm. and you're just following the track along. Yeah. This is kind of more of a, the ride is definitely, you're on this like train level coaster going back, but the individual cars are also moving. They are not spinning. I'm really They're upset not that spinning. people told, they are not spinning. People described this ride to me in their, their mean <laughs> texts and, and messages that it was a cross between Space Mountain and Teacups. And the Teacups part is the part that made me super nervous. It right. is, that is so not what it was like. So our listeners know that Jen is very prone to motion sickness, especially with um, simulator type rides in particular, right? That gets a lot of us in terms yes. of motion sickness. And so you were and getting spinning. a lot of messages. And spinning for sure. No question. And me this too. was neither. And this you forgot neither... to take your meclizine that day. I did. Meclizine's an anti-nausea medicine. She was going to take it so that she could ride the ride and then didn't, rode the ride <laughs> and was fine. And was fine, like beyond fine. So the funny, the funny, well, I guess it's not that funny, but the, the Ironic? interesting story was that as I'm waiting in line, the passenger view, I turn the corner to where we're supposed to, you know, get into the line. And right in front of me, in front of the ride, was uh, EMS and a guy in a stretcher. And so I immediately start texting these girls. And I'm like, girls, I'm. what am I doing? I'm going to die. Wait, I, that's not what I saw. I saw a guy holding a vomit bag. There was no, a guy on a stretcher. No, he was on a stretcher, Juliana. No, there it. was a guy holding a vomit bag to the left of the stretcher, and then there was a guy on the stretcher. Oh, my God. So uh, we have to put this picture in the article yes. in the blog because you just blur out his face. Because I swear to God, when I when I, you sent the picture, I just saw the guy. No, I circled it bag. on the picture. You circled. I know. And I so I'm, I texted the girls and I'm like, you guys, I'm going to die. What have I done? And they're like, and then Juliana texts me, don't worry. Your meclizine is a super drug. You'll be fine. And that is the point where I said, oh my God, I totally forgot to take it. And that's when I took it. <laughs> but it was literally five minutes before I got onto the roller yeah, coaster. So that did not help you. So it I don't think it helped 30. a bit. <laughs> so I just want to give our listeners accurate information. I did take the Dramamine, but I took it about five minutes before stepping foot onto the roller coaster. So I don't think it did anything. You see I it now? I did not notice the stretcher. See? It's a stretcher. I was just looking at the guy with the puke bag. Like yep. this poor dude. But still, I was freaking out intern and externally. Anywho. out too. Anywho. Oh my gosh. But I heard, so speaking of this guy's like, like I'm looking at the picture. We have to post it because you can't see anyone's face. Um, the stretcher's there. 
And that would scare me too, but, but <laughs> I'm thinking like neck brace and stuff, but I have heard and from you and others that this ride is incredibly smooth. Yeah. So I'm going to get to that because that's really, I think that's why I didn't get so nauseous. Absolutely. But an important fact for our listeners and our first time listeners to know, I get, um, I can't do star tours. I get super nauseous on that because that is the, the visual stuff with the 3d and everything that I can't handle. I can't ever do teacups or like, I haven't tried alien swirling saucers because of the spin oh, factor. Don't. don't. I can do flight of passage. There are some points where I have to close my eyes a little, but I ne I've never thrown up on it. And this last time I didn't really even close my eyes at all. I was okay. So that's just, and that's me. You're uber sensitive. And I'm pretty sensitive. So that's good. Uber sensitive. Uber sensitive. Uber. So, um, so the comparison that people are giving out there that it's a cross between Space Mountain and teacups, I totally disagree because if that had been the case, I would have been the guy on the stretcher. <laughs> Which that picture would have been so much better. That, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys. But right. that's not to say that it doesn't, it does not spin, but it turns. So the ride vehicle like I said, it's a story roller coaster. So you are the ride, the vehicles are turning you to so that you are following along with the story. Okay. But you are not at all spinning. Ever. And they're not like whipping around. And it's not whipping kind around. Like Remy. Remy points you in the direction it wants you to see. Exactly. Exactly like that. So it's pointing you in the direction of of the story. It never goes upside down. This is not an upside down roller coaster. However, there are parts of the story where it's turning you and then you're looking down. So there was a part where I feel like I was <laughs> looking down on my belly, but I wasn't, I, that's not spinning. It's not spinning. No, definitely not. Um, so the ride definitely continues from one pre-show to the next pre-show to the roller coaster. I'm not going to elaborate on what the story is because nope. you just need to see it. I don't want to give those kinds of spoilers. And it's not important to the review. It's very cool. That's my review. Um, so, so I did say that the comparison was not accurate to Space Mountain and Teacups. But here's what I think it's comparable to. It's definitely... There, the comparison to Space Mountain is definitely there because the, the coaster is in the dark. It's very much reminded me of Everest because there are parts, big parts, where you do go backwards. And um, it's not as intense as Rock and Roller Coaster, but I would compare it to that also because of your launch into space. Um, and then it's comparable to how smooth Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is. Like Which there is were parts, quite, yeah. There were parts on this that literally you felt like you were flying. That's really so cool. cool. Um, so in the comparison to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which I think is one of the most boring rides at all of Walt Disney World, is it as slow as Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or just as smooth? 
it's not at all as slow as seven. Okay. It's very, very fast. Okay. And, but the smooth factor is comp. That's what's comparable about it. Got it. it. Which, that, like, you, which seven doors mind train is smooth. So that's you really don't cool. even know that you're on a track. Yeah. It's that smooth. That's cool. But it's that's so cool. fast that you have that feeling like you're flying. Okay. It's really, really cool. Okay. Um, so what else can I tell you? There's the other thing that's been made pretty public. So I feel like I'm not spoiling anything is that the music obviously is a very integral part of this roller coaster. Like it yeah, is. I in mean, the movie. anyone who has seen these movies yeah. is there's two of them, right? Two guardians. Two. Movies? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, yeah. The music is the biggest part, right? Awesome remix tape two and all that. Like, and and I think that's what gets those 30 and 40 year olds really into this movie more than anything is it's the music is so important. Yeah. And, and the cool thing, so there are six different songs from the mixtapes that you can get on your ride and you'll never know which one you're going to get. And so the cool thing about riding it multiple times is that, you know, you can go a million different times and you'll get, you'll get at least, you know, six different songs on your ride. So the songs are September, Disco Inferno, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, One Way or Another, Iran, and Conga. So the first time I went, I got Everybody Wants to Rule the World. So that was fun. But like I said, I didn't even remember that until I went back to see which songs were on there because I was so scared that I was going to get sick. <laughs> Um, but the second time I got Conga, which I hate that song. Yeah, it's the least favorite. So I was a little disappointed, but um, whatever, it was still super fun. Um, so there is a lot of chatter on the interwebs about the best places to sit for this ride for nausea. And this is the other funny thing. Everybody and everything that I read said, whatever you do, don't sit in the front row or the back row, because those are the ones that you're going to get the most nauseous from. And sure enough, on my pass holder preview, they weren't as like when I went with Disney the next day, they're like, wherever you want to sit, you go. If you need to wait for the next one, go ahead. But the preview, because there were more people, you just sat where they told you to sit. And I sat in the front row. So here's me panicking because I'm already <laughs> panicked because there was the guy on the stretcher. And then Juliana's like, well, don't worry. You took your drugs, so you're fine. But I didn't. But that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so I was terrified. So I rode in the front the first time. And the second time, I'm like, I want to see what the difference is, really. And I sat in the middle. There's definitely a difference. You definitely feel it a little bit more in the front. But I still didn't get nauseous. So that's good to note. So if you want more of a thrill, I would sit in the front or the back. Um, but if you just want the ride experience without as much of a thrill, try to sit in the middle, in the middle seats. So is it just, is it a long, is it like roller coaster, like each car and they're connected or are they? Do they so, are... yeah. So they're two to a car or four to a car, two to mm -hmm. a seat. Mm -hmm. um, but then I think there are like 10. 10 car, I don't even remember maybe oh that maybe that is car I don't know there are it's it's a long like train uh -huh. length thing but you don't feel like you're with anybody else because each of those sets of four are kind of doing their own their own thing 
I guess. Like kind I didn't like realize that I was mm, not really because you are connected, but you don't really see them. Like it's not like you're turning and seeing your neighbors. That's wild. Like, you How literally are. I don't know, but you were literally feeling like you are in space, floating around and flying, and on this mission that the guardians have entrusted you with. And it's not like anything. That's why I just described this as a mix of like, what, five different rides in Disney, because there really is nothing to compare it to. That's awesome. So is it like Mickey and Minnie where you're all in this line, but then after Mickey and Minnie's Railway, you're starting to separate out. So you were in this line, but now it's really all the separate carts. I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's really cool. That you don't know that yeah, like yeah. on this ride experience, they do such a good job that you really don't know how they've done it. Correct. I don't think that you're separated from them because it really does matter where you sit on the vehicle. Right. Like your okay. experience. So I don't but think you right. ever are truly separated from them, but you feel like you are alone with your buddy who's sitting next to you and maybe the two behind you and you're flying through space on this mission. Like it is the coolest thing ever. And it really is. I've never been on anything like it ever. All right. So you told us the best places to sit. Yes. Ride photos. After the ride photos, I have a question for you. Yeah. So um, I put my hair back because I read that somewhere too, because all the photos that you're seeing coming off these rides, if your hair is long and down, you look like cousin it. (laughs) (laughs) um you really do like because you are you're like you're moving so fast so definitely if you want to see your face put your hair back that is my only tip okay and there are also um magic shots and photo pass photographers in front of the attraction getting there's a magic shot with um one of the zendarian um, spacecrafts coming down and then there's another magic shot with Groot. So definitely look for those and buy your memory maker. There's a magic shot with Groot? Yeah, I saw yes. that. It's really cute. It's really cute. It's cute really with cool. Groot. I have it. We'll post it. I'll is it outside the queue? It's out. It? Every All those photo passes are outside of um, outside of Were the, the attraction. Were the huge for yes. them? Oh. No. I mean... But it was a preview. It was a preview. Yeah. So. And there's also a merchandise store right out, obviously, right outside of the ride. But that was not open yet, sadly. Interesting. Cool. I can't wait. I want to go. And so I'm headed down shortly. Surprise trip for my family last minute. And I can't wait to ride it. So before we get into Lori explaining to me how I'm going to get my family on this ride, right? Because like, because <laughs> I, I mentioned it before, how many times did I go to Disney and I was never able to get a virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance. Um, and I really don't want that to happen again with Guardians. So I need you to tell us all how I'm going to get to ride this ride in a second. But first... Um, By now, our listeners know that we love FSE Luxury Transportation for all of our transportation needs during our Walt Disney World vacations. And here's a reminder of why we love them so. The drivers are reliable, punctual, professional. They do airport transfers from MCO, which is Orlando International, or Sanford, which is nice. Um, They do transportation to the cruise ports, 
all in and around Orlando. We love that they're one-stop shopping for stroller rental and grocery delivery. You just add those to your services for a seamless experience. They'll have the stroller in the car for you when they pick you up, your groceries, everything you need. We give them a 10 out of 10. We love them. Contact your vacation planner for more information about adding FSE luxury transportation services to your next trip, or go ahead and visit them directly at fseluxurytransportation.com. Okay, so now to talk about the mouse tip, which is how we get Juliana on this ride um, and not years later. Um, okay, so the attraction will officially open in a few days on May 27th. There are going to be two ways that guests are able to enjoy this attraction. One is via virtual queue and the other is an individual lightning lane purchase. At the time, there will be no standby queue option. So for people that know Epcot right now, Remy is in that individual lightning lane um, a trip purchase that is being moved to Genie Plus. So Guardians of the Galaxy is replacing it as the individual lightning lane purchase for Epcot. So beginning at 7 a.m., the day of the park reservations, guests with a valid ticket and a Disney park reservation for Epcot will be able to check for available boarding groups via the My Disney Experience app and request access to the virtual queue. This can be done before guests leave the resort hotel or on their way to the park. What if you're not staying on property? Does that affect whether when you can sign up for the virtual queue? No. Everybody at 7 a.m. Everyone's at 7. Okay. At, at 1 p.m., there will be another opportunity to join the virtual queue. For anyone who wasn't able to join the virtual, virtual queue earlier in the day, keep that in mind. The clients must be inside Epcot to do the second virtual queue. So this is so, running just like Rise the Resistance. So to repeat, 7 a.m., you don't have to be in the park. 1 p.m., you have to be in the Correct. park. Got it. Then registered guests staying at a Disney Deluxe Resort or Disney Deluxe Villa or any other select hotels that have will have an additional opportunity to request to join a virtual queue at 6 p.m. on select dates. Remember, select dates during extended evening theme park hours. Guests with this benefit do not have to be in Epcot to request to join at that time. So that's new. That is brand new, which will be a huge thing. Um, and one more thing to make it a great idea on why to do the deluxe resort. Um, so especially if you're on one of those Skyliner resorts, super easy, super quick to do this. But it's, it also sounds like if you have a park hopper, but your main reservation for that day is not in Epcot, you cannot join the virtual queue. Correct. Because it's not going to know where you're going. Right. Because you can't park hop until after one. That is a really good point. But if you're staying at a deluxe hotel and park hopping, you can try for the 6 p.m. Correct. Yeah. If, again, if there are extended evening hours. Correct. I'm looking now because they're, I think they're only twice a week and like they're on like yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays. But yeah. I just want to look. Very, sure. It is limited and they limit it to whatever parks it is. So then there's another way. Clients with a valid park admission and park reservation can purchase individual lightning lane entry in the My Disney Experience app mm. through Disney Genie Plus. On the day of their visit, guests staying on site will be able to do this beginning at 7 a.m. So this is a bit different. Um, if you want to purchase it and not do a virtual queue, if you are an on-site guest for Disney, you get access at 7. If you're not on site, you do not get access to that until the park opens and it'll be sold out at that point, I promise you. Um, sure. Yes. So our suggestion is that you try the free virtual queue right at seven. If you are not able to secure entry, then then go ahead and try to purchase the individual lightning lane. Um, if neither of those attempts are successful, try again for a virtual queue at 1 p.m. 
You are able to ride twice if you are able to secure space in the virtual queue and purchase an individual lightning lane. So you can double up. This gets a little tricky because obviously you're going to have to pick one at 7 a.m. Um, you're going to have some people that go, oh, well, my husband will do this and I'll do this one. I can't promise you that's not going to crash it. Um, yeah, that's my question, right? So like, do I try for virtual queue while my husband tries for individual lightning lane? And if we do that, do we do it from our two separate accounts or do we do it from one account? I would not try and do it from one account. I honestly think that's going to crash it two separate. Maybe you're still going to have the chance that if you guys click it at the same time, it, it's one of those things where that could be, you know, is, if you crash it, then you crash it. I'll be honest with you. I think that I will end up just buying That's... The, the, the individual lightning lane at seven. I'm not sure I'll even get that. So we're going down literally three days after it opens. Like, I think there's a possibility that neither will be available to me right at 7 a.m. It's going to be. I think you're. We're going back to how Rise was, right? Rise was mm -hmm. so frustrating because Remember? it was like you had to have a plan. You had to do this. And half the time you got it and half the time you didn't. So it's going to go back to the way Rise was. Um, you know, I got it down, but after trying like 15 times in a row, and but remember when Rise first opened, you couldn't do individual Lightning Lane. It was just right. virtual. It Q. was just virtual queue. So now you have both. Plus, you have the fact that the individual Lightning Lane people are only for on-site guests, and all those people are also going to try for the free option. So I think you're going to have like we're suggest. I think you're going to have a ton of people that are going to try this free virtual queue because it's free, and we don't know what the price is for the individual Lightning attraction. But if Rise is between fifteen and 20 bucks. I'm going to make an assumption that guardians will be between 15 and 20 bucks. Agreed. So that is a probably a good assumption. And I, you know, when virtual queue was first out for rise of the Res rise of the resistance, there wasn't a genie plus option. No. So, I mean, if it's a priority for you, I'd buy it. And then yeah. you can try at seven to do the virtual queue. You can try again at one Yep. and then maybe ride it twice. Right. But if it's a say, priority for you, I would buy it at seven. I do have to say, though, I feel like this is where Disney misses the boat, where I think that you should be locked out after you've tried it once. You know, like if you've gotten so it too. once for the day and you either got virtual queue or individual lightning lane, it's the system shouldn't allow you to get to let somebody else ride it. True. I agree. But I think that if you get virtual queue, you can't get another virtual queue. No, correct. You can't. I don't, if you, if you buy get virtual it, queue, correct. But if you buy it, you could still ride it twice. And I understand that they're choosing to purchase it, but I'm kind of like, for the sake of getting as many people on this ride as possible at the beginning, lock, some, lock them out. Right. I agree. As someone who is willing to purchase it at 7 a.m., I will not be upset if I can't get back on it for free later that day. I agree with you. And, yeah. and keep in mind, this is what we saw a lot for Remy. People were getting virtual queue. And let's say when you when you hit that virtual queue and you get it and it says your return time is, you know, 306 minutes or one o'clock. We saw throughout the day with problems with the standby queue and problems with the ride breaking down, you run a risk of not getting on. Yeah. Even and with I your will, virtual I will queue. say, I always, if we thought it was one o'clock in my head, I'm like, it's three o'clock. Yeah. Especially once they opened <laughs> the lightning lane for purchase, yes. right? Yeah. Before they opened the lightning lane for purchase, it was breakdowns. But then once they opened the lightning lane, people were getting pushed back hours. Yep. Right. It's, it's and again, like I, 
like I said, anytime you have this like crazy tech stuff there, that does make me a little bit nervous about what that's going to mean for people coming back for their return time. So again, if you want a guaranteed ride, you you better buy that yeah. with your lightning lane. I'm going to. I'm sold. I cannot <laughs> wait. If I don't get it, I'm going to cry. That's all. I'm excited for you to go on it because again, like we were super nervous about sending me to this ride because I'm like, I'm going to throw up. This is going to be great. Everybody says I'm going to puke. And it was amazing. It was really yeah. good. I'm I'm excited. I don't think I'll get to it till July. But yeah, expect, what is the date? May, May 27th. Yeah. Expect Epcot to be an utter disaster May 27th. And yeah. expect my Disney experience to go down at some point May 27th. Yeah, and I, th I think... um park passes that day are sold out in Epcot, which are. Epcot's usually the last park to sell out yeah. for a day. So just keep that in mind, folks. But there you have it, our complete Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind ride review. What do you guys think? Will you ride this one or skip it? We want to know. We would love to hear from you. And we welcome you to join our community conversations on Facebook at Mouse Moms Podcast to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Stay tuned for next week's episode, a fun one, where we'll be looking forward to Walt Disney World in 2023, ahead of the release of 2023 vacation packages on June 8th. Be sure to follow our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review as well. We really appreciate it. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Can I see you real soon? Why? Because we like you.